Hello, everyone, and welcome to episode 18 of Bases Loaded. Today's episode, we'll be going over our predictions that we made in the beginning of the season. Uh, talks about the playoffs, what what teams we had in the playoffs, and also the AL and NL awards for the end of the season. See whose predictions were right, how many we got right, who was closest, that kind of thing. So let's just kick it off right into it. Jacob's got the spreadsheet pulled up here. Jacob, just want to give a quick little overview as to what we're looking at. Well, yeah. So our user, uh, listeners obviously um, cannot see this since this is an audio-only podcast. But um, at the start of the season, at the start of the COVID-shortened season, we did this in July, we made our predictions about each of the division winners, some playoff picks, um, the awards, and then a couple of prop, uh, propositions. So, yeah. You can I mean, listen to that episode, by the way. It is made in july yes and, so wait keep in mind this we made this episode before the new playoff 16 team format was established so um it's going to look a little bit different than what we could have predicted yeah yeah episode yeah, seven if, was our original predictions if you want to listen but we're yeah, going to go over them now to listen to that if you think we're lying about any of this but these were picks so we none of us did super well so We'll just get into it. I think AL East, all four of us picked the Yankees and the Rays won the division. Yeah. Pretty unexpected, so, I guess. Did any of but, us not have the Rays in the playoffs? Um, I did not. Oh, neither did Chase. Neither wow. did Chase. Wow. Come on. Well, me and Jack had the Rays winning the World Series. I guess we'll get to that, but <laughs> that was damn close. Yeah. I mean, I guarantee if I would have picked eight AL playoff teams the Rays would have been one of them but right I did not think they were one of the top five I the top one I definitely missed on that <laughs> and by the way the play the playoff format was announced like during the first game of the season on July yeah. 24th which yeah it was down to the wire but uh AL Central twins were the winner of that division by one game on the final day of the season and all three of us had it zach picked the indians but the rest of us had the twins zach did have the twins making the playoff as the wild card so yeah i mean i think we probably thought that they'd win the division at least i did by a little bit more um but yeah although this was a pretty easy one mm-hmm. yep all right and then the al west um almost positive yeah this was the by far the biggest margin of a division win in the al and only jack and zach correctly picked the a's um chase picked the angels to win the al west and i picked the rangers um both of which turned out to be very bad picks um we were all right that the astros were not going to win it but i was definitely thinking that it's going to be a wide open race. None of the teams are going to be very far above 500 and the Rangers offense might carry them. And I was completely wrong. Yeah, I mean, I thought the A's were going into it kind of the, maybe not the favorite, but since it was up for grabs, I mean, they had been a team that had been really good in the last few years, but being the wild card team, because the Astros had been so good, 
And I think we all predicted there would be some regression in the Astros and they finished below 500, just one game below 500, but they made the ALCS. Yeah. And they had a, some bad injuries like Verlander and then their yeah. bullpen was all rookies besides Ryan Presley. So I don't think we would could have predicted, could have predicted that, but we definitely predict, predicted them to regress. Yeah. And then the AL wild codes with um, if it was the normal five team format, the Indians and White Sox would have been the two wild codes. Chase and I both had the White Sox and nobody had the Indians. Zach did have them making the playoffs by winning the division, but nobody thought that they'd be the wild code. Mm -hmm. Yeah. That last week, really last week and a half was just Indians scorching hot going into the playoffs which kind of boosted them into the the first wild card spot yeah yeah that was a weird end to like that last week where the Sox kind of seemed to fall apart in that like until the weekend when they played the cubs but the indians were rolling with a bunch of walk-off wins and finally the alcs winner both jack and zach correctly chose the Rays. Chase had the Yankees, who lost in the ALDS to the Rays, and I had the Twins, who lost, who were swept in the Wild Code series. Um, that's completely my fault again for thinking that the Twins would win a playoff game. I mean, they've proven over the last fifteen years that that's just not something that the Minnesota Twins do. Yeah, is it nineteen straight losses in the postseason? Is that what it is? I believe so. Not even series losses, like 19 straight games that they've lost, just being swept, which is insane. How they have such a good team but can't perform. But yeah, the Rays, as I said at the beginning of the year, look great, and that's why they made it as far as they did. Mm-hmm. All right. And at, moving to the National League and the NL East – um, the Braves won the division, and only Zach actually got that one. I had the Mets kind of more of a pick trying to differentiate myself a little bit, which definitely backfired on me. And then Jack and Chase thought the Nats would repeat. Actually, they didn't even win the division, but would come off the World Series win, and they didn't even end up making the playoffs. Yeah, yeah they were one of the worst in the division. Teams. So that was a miss, but... They had injuries as well, but they just kind of had a wacky season where they didn't even get talked about at all. Like, yeah, no storylines really. They lost the, Rendon, yeah, in free agency, and they really didn't have anyone else. Soto was a, Soto was obviously great, but yeah, he actually had an insane season, which yeah. He led the league in on-base percentage and slugging, which is kind of unheard of. And I think he should have been a bigger MVP candidate, but he didn't play as many games because just before opening day, he got a positive COVID test, which turned out to be a false positive, I believe. Mm-hmm. And he got sidelined for two yeah. weeks. And his team sucked. So that obviously yeah. was a detriment. But It was also like the way he came back was annoying because – they said, I remember they said he could come back August 1st. And then starting August 1st, they were supposed to play the Marlins in a series, which the Marlins were like not allowed to play because they had a ton of positive tests. So Soto's first game ended up coming like literally two weeks into the season. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think if he doesn't miss all that time with the Nats, um, a playoff team, he gets a lot more MVP consideration. I don't think he was even top three, which. Yeah, yeah. I think he finished fifth. Mm-hmm. All right, to the NL Central. Um, the two Cubs fans correctly picked the Cubs. Chase picked the Reds, who snuck into the playoffs as, I believe, the seventh seed. And I picked the Cardinals, who ended up uh, being the wild card. Yeah, we're not leaving. Go Cubs. They got the best team. I don't know about that. Even next well, year. Well, we don't want to get into it, but... Hey, the Central's nobody... up for grabs <laughs> next year. We'll yeah. talk about this later. But I, I still think the Cubs are the favorite in the Central next year. I'll yeah. tell you. They got Nobody's a great good. squad. <laughs> I think, yeah. I mean, I think if they just keep the same team they have, they're still the favorite in the uh, in the NL right. Central. Um, and I think I even said I had the Cubs as my first wild code team. I probably said that that Cubs Cardinals could really go either way. Mm-hmm, um, right. And I think if the Cardinals don't get COVID, absolutely. Uh, yeah. Yeah. If they don't have to play 15 double headers, that's a much, much closer division race. For sure. Yeah, agreed. But the At Cubs had a really time. weird year. I mean, they yeah. their star power offense kind of – I mean, their stat lines looked horrible. They were so bad, and the pitching was great, and the bullpen was great, but it didn't really seem to align well with, like, the offense and the pitching and the relievers all doing well at the same time or doing yeah. well at the playoffs. So they never, I feel like just, they never had that one game where they, everybody clicked. Right. Like that one stretch. I mean, yeah. Actually game, like but. that first stretch of the season, like the starting pitching wasn't just right. unreal. But and the, the offense bullpen wasn't was there. Horrible. <laughs> and then there was kind of a stretch where the offense wasn't, was like doing pretty well. And the bullpen was just blown games and the starters were not looking great. Right. There were a lot of injuries. And then towards the end of the year, the bullpen was, yeah. Great. It was incredible. So, yeah. NL West was the easy choice. Best easy team pick. in the league. Everybody went Dodgers. Yep. yep. Uh, pretty easy. Um, they led that division pretty much wired or wired. The Padres probably gave them a little bit of a scare, but that was not a very difficult pick. Uh, and then the wild cards in the NL – not a single one of us Ugh. got a single one of the wild codes. Wow. It would have been the Padres and the Cardinals in the normal five-game format. You know, Jack and the may- Wings and the Reds, who both made the playoffs, but yeah. not as They the played each other. Yeah. Chase had the Mets and the Cubs. Mets did not come close. And then the Cubs, Cubs won, the division. won the division. Zach had the Nats and the Reds. The Reds were... Again, the seventh seed and the Nats didn't make it. And I had the Cubs and the D-backs, a division winner and a one of the worst teams in baseball. So, yeah, it's, I mean, none of us even considered the Padres making crazy being a wildcard team, which is like looking back on it, they're like, this is, they're just so good. Like, yeah, I would just wish we, you know, paid more attention to them. But, right. Like, I, I feel like it didn't even come out of nowhere. Like we kind of knew they were like Tatis was going to be good, but we didn't think he'd be as good as he was. Yeah, like Machado, and, third place MVP. Right. We didn't think he'd be as good as he was. And their bullpen was really solid. Yeah. Even without the reliever of the year, Kirby Yates, which was. Yeah. I mean, oh. they had great dudes. Drew Pomeranz, as we've talked about yeah. on our radio show a while ago, is yeah. great. 
I mean, I mean, about that. Yeah, you guys, by the way, he signed like a three year big contract. Four year, 32 million, I think it was. There you go. And you guys were all bad mouthing it. And I said, he's yeah. a solid reliever. He's really I'll good. Give you that. And I don't I think, think he let him run this year. My The bigger issue, at least for me at the time of the contract, was giving a reliever a four year deal. So yeah, that's true. we'll see how the last but, couple of years of that go. Right. We'll no, he was think, definitely big. But he, yeah, like, he, was he didn't give up a run sure. until like halfway through the season or something crazy i thought he had a zero era didn't he no not the whole way okay but um unstoppable yeah yeah. so and then nlcs three of us had the dodgers zach had the Braves, so it was very close close to zach being correct picking the braves braves versus Rays world series but Dodgers came back. Jack correctly picked the Dodgers Rays World Series. Um, but I was the only one that had the Dodgers winning it. Who'd you have I in the wait? Dodgers twins. Okay, yeah. I Dodgers twin. Yes. That yeah, been. I mean we saw we it wasn't too difficult of a pick. Um at the start of the year. Someone had the I think we probably other than Chase might have thought the Yankees were the most likely, but I feel like you guys probably thought the Dodgers were a better team, but didn't want to pick them. Yeah, which, that's yeah. What, I mean that's why I felt all year and especially in the like going into the World Series when we made those predictions, um, mm-hmm. I was like, yeah, Dodgers, I think they're gonna win, but I can't just say I can't predict them to win. You know, I thought the Dodgers were easily the best team in baseball. Like they were they were the better team, but I thought the Rays could definitely steal the world series from them just by, you know, how they managed the game, which ended up, you know, not working and just having that platoon situation and that they could kind of steal world series from the best team, but that didn't happen. The best team won, which is what should happen. Yeah. The Rays just kind of proved all year that they, they know how to win games and, you know, we're not going to talk about the Blake Snell thing because we already talked about that, but yeah. yeah, I will stand by though that if he gets left in the game, the Rays win the World Series. Anyway, well, after research, I disagree. But anyway, go ahead. <laughs> uh, number finally, yeah. yeah, we also picked who we thought the worst team in baseball would be, and none of us got the Pirates, which was the correct answer. I think we were most we were anticipating the Central being kind of weak all around. So the Pirates would be able to pick up some wins against the Tigers and Royals, at least. Mm-hmm. Um, Chase was the closest with the Orioles pick. Um, I had the Marlins, which was quite wrong. Um, Zach had the Mariners, which was pretty close to being correct. And Jack had the Giants, who were actually one game away from making the playoffs. Yeah, yeah. what a season for the Giants. I think I remember on opening, they had the, like the opening night game against the Dodgers and yeah. you looked at that Giants lineup and you, we said like, this is the worst lineup in baseball. Yes. This it was like yeah. Darren Roth. No one knew who John McCarthy, so like uh, yeah. I couldn't no one, name one player on that team other than Mike Yastrzemski and Johnny Cueto. Like that was it basically. But, uh, well, we actually, we didn't get the four. It was the four worst teams with the Pirates, Red Sox, Rangers, and D-backs, I think, right? So yeah. none of, we didn't get right. any of those four, mm-hmm. which is, you know, I guess we just kind of based our, based on like the last, on 2019, I think. Was, right. 
but I think in an in a 162 game season, those might end up more right because, like, the Giants got off to a pretty good start, and they maybe would have been really bad in those last hundred games. So, yeah, being that it was like a 60 game season, like the the Red Sox and the Rangers maybe went on a bad stretch, and that kind of pulled them down. Yeah, that's true. All right, so let's move on to our award picks, most of which did not go very well. These are obviously very tough to do. Um, We actually did pick a lot of second and third place winners in a bunch of these, but only one correct winner out of the 24 total picks we made. And that was Zach picking Shane Bieber to win the Cy Young. Yeah. Which was he, like was not definitely not a favorite, which is oh yeah. yeah. Yeah, I looking back on it now, I don't remember why I picked him, but I mean he had a, a incredible year. He won the pitching triple crown and was easily the best pitcher in baseball. Yeah, so uh for that one at least, Jack picked Tyler Glass now, who showed some uh showed a lot of promise in some of his playoff starts but was overall just kind of inconsistent didn't have a great year he started off really shaky yeah he doesn't pitch enough innings to to i think be considered so yeah he has a lot of like five inning two run starts with like nine strikeouts exactly chase had garrett cole the safe and easy pick that I mean, he had a solid, he had a solid year, but definitely yeah. wasn't uh, what the Yankees were hoping out of him, and definitely was not much of a side young candidate. And I had Jose Barrios, who in another inconsistent year, um, showed some flashes, uh, got blown up a few times. Um, oh. I thought he'd be able to kind of take the next step. And, yeah, his teammate you know. Kenta Maeda was mm-hmm. the runner-up so i guess you picked the wrong twin i did i feel like people have been waiting for barrios to take that next step for just so many years now especially because he does it at least once a year like right dominates the white Sox, and i see him do that and he looks so good and he just can't consistently do that in every start right and then the nl cy young Zach was closest with you, Darvish, who ended up finishing second. No one had Trevor Bauer, the winner. Um, Jack had Jack Flaherty, who had some COVID and just never really looked like himself. Chase had Max Scherzer, who didn't really do a whole lot. And I had Walker Bueller, who had a solid year, but definitely was not as good as DeGrom, Bauer, Darvish was. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, I based my Darvish pick solely on his second half of 2019 and he definitely continued that he looked great. And if that 2019 stretch was longer, he might've won that Cy Young. And none of us picked Bauer and I, he would have been the last guy I would have picked. I would have picked Anthony DiSclefani over Trevor (laughs) Bauer because I was, I mean, I trash talked him so much going into this year and he proved me wrong. I actually feel like Bauer has been a guy that I've thought is so close to winning the Cy Young, like for many years now, for like the last three years, like 2018, he started out so good and kind of fell off. And then 2019, when he got traded to the Reds, he was really bad after the trade. Um, 
but he's looking even remembering really this incorrectly. But I feel like before 2019, either Chase or Zach picked Bauer to win the AL Cy Young that year. I think that was me. I think I picked him. And I remember like his first two starts, he basically like let up one hit in two starts and was just insane. And I guess fell apart. Maybe he had an injury or something. But I've got a question for you guys. Do you think um, pitching in a contract year when you're about to be a free agent or playing in any contract year is like a real push to have an insane season? Uh, of course, because it's their contracts up and they want to get get paid after, during free agency. So if you, right. if you want to play good any year, it should be that year because that year is going to kind of give a glimpse a little bit into the future so- for – so do you think pitchers pitch bad on purpose? Like they they like don't try as hard in certain years though, when it's not their contracts year. I think the, it's not that they're pitching bad, but I feel like there's some drive to to pitching in your contract year when you're yeah. I feel like that goes really for any sport, really. More driven to pitch really well, which is weird because you'd think baseball players would be more driven to win than they would for money. But I think having all these players, which there are so many examples, like even Garrett Cole last year, I know he didn't win the Cy Young, but he was insanely good. Like those are good examples. I think it's also different with like each player. Cause like, let's, for example, I guess maybe like Cole Hamels, like old pitcher, mid thirties, you know what I mean? Like probably just gonna, he could pitch really well. And like every year is kind of a contract year because teams only give him, one or two year deals with op- club options. So that's kind of different because he's older and, you know. Yeah, I think it's actually specific towards people going into their first free agency because if you don't know how the contract system works, it's really confusing. But basically, the team controls them for their first six years in the majors and they don't get paid that much. So that's kind of their first year to get a ton of money and they're in their prime. So yeah, like a guy, a guy like Cole Hamels definitely knows his role and he knows he's going to be signed like to be that veteran. But there's something about like that big contract ahead that really drives players. I I I think it's for for not every sport cuz in the NFL like some guys in their contract year hold out and like oh, yeah. want extensions, so. That's right. I think that's a really weird NFL's situation. Different. Anyway, yeah, NFL is also. Let's like, move on. They're guaranteed. Actually, we, we should also mention before while talking about Trevor Bauer's Cy Young win that his spin rate mysteriously increased by almost 400 OPM, which is almost unheard of um, in one over the course of one season. So uh, he's been pretty vocal in the past about how other pitchers are using foreign substances, but he never has. But he has also even said using a foreign substance could help increase his spin rate. Lo and behold, his spin rate jumps by the same amount that he said it would if he used a foreign substance. So it's a little sketchy. Yeah, I think most pitchers are doing that. Like the only... um... The only thing that goes into spin rate, I think, is your hand size and like the flexibility of your hands. And I doubt Trevor Bauer grew his hand size a lot or got way more flexible. So I think he kind of saw that other pitchers were doing this. And as I mentioned earlier, like Garrett Cole getting that massive contract after his insane year, 
like did the same thing, used a lot of foreign substances. It was pretty obvious and probably did the same thing. I'm say probably 80, 90% of the pitchers in the league use it. But I think the fact that Bauer was so outspoken about how other people do it, I'm never going to do it. And then, can you yes. give an example? Can you give an example of like what kind of foreign substance or is it like sunscreen, pine tar, like what? Yeah, like pine tar. Something. I've yeah. heard there's like different combinations, like sunscreen and like sweat on your arms or something like that. Sunscreen and rosin. Yeah, sunscreen and rosin is the the combination, or just like pine tar on your hat, on like you know your jersey, like your pants or something, and you just or your glove and you just it's kind of like your fingers on it is like dark so like you do have you have to get like the most little amount like where it's just kind of like a grease where it's yeah well michael pineda on the ball so michael pineda is known for like being the pine tar guy because he has really dark skin and he hit it like in his neck but they found out i've actually used pine tar in a game pitching and it definitely helps uh i tried it recently (laughs) and definitely helped put on your hat no i just put it on i just put it all over my hands before going out for each inning like i took Mm. someone's bat and just like rubbed my hands all over the pine tar and yeah it felt good yeah i mean i've never tried it but i definitely would want to see like what kind of effect it would have i feel like it would definitely definitely is very helpful i would suggest it all right so gonna move on to our MVP predictions. Uh, in the American League, Jose Abreu with a monster season um, coming out winning the MVP. None of us saw that coming. Jack was definitely the closest pick with Joe, Jose Ramirez, who came in sec- a very close second. Chase had Luis Robert winning the MVP in his rookie year. Um, Zach had Joey Gallo finally taking that next step and i had glaber torres zach was bashing joey gallo off like off zoom one day i forgot what it was for like jack said jack said something about him being traded to the rays and then zach said i believe it was on the podcast on our most recent episode yeah but my theory going into this was that joey gallo was just gonna have like because it was a 60 game season it was just going to match up with a stretch where he just hits a ton of home runs and he would finish with over 20 or something and would just be easily the best player. But clearly that didn't happen. In the National League, um, Freddie Freeman with a pretty convincing victory despite coming back from COVID. But Jack, again, with the closest pick, Mookie Betts, who came in second. Uh, Chase had Ronald Acuna Jr., who had a very, he had a very good year, but wasn't quite MVP level, wasn't quite what we were expecting. Uh, yeah, Chase picked teammates of both winners. Yeah, that's, wow. that's fairly impressive. Um, Zach picked Trevor Story, yep. who didn't know. He got votes, actually. He did get votes. He yeah. just, the Rockies were bad. Yeah, and didn't get any coverage. My but. my whole predictions for the MVP especially was really just that the 60-game season was going to help someone who had a really weird, insanely good stretch. And that did happen, I think, with Jose. Yeah, 
Yeah, I don't think he wins the MVP if it's a 162 game yeah. season. I I have to agree. I have to agree. I don't think he does. But he had a really good month and he had one really insanely good week. And then I picked Fernando Tatis using the logic that I'm terrible at predicting awards, as shown by my 0 for 6 right here. So if I pick him, he's gonna have a bad season. And while he didn't win the award, he my strategy did not work and he had a pretty good year. So unfortunate. Um, I didn't win, nor did I get what I wanted. So double double loss for me there. Yeah, I'm surprised Tatis didn't finish higher, actually. He had an insane start to the season, but he really fell off. All right, and finally, the rookie of the year. No one saw Kyle Lewis um, coming through with that, though Jack and I did have his teammate, Evan White, as our pick. Chase going with the safe pick of Luis Robert, who came in second. And Zach had Jesus Luzardo, who didn't really do a whole lot. He was all right. Yeah. Solid. Um, yeah. This one, rookie of the year is hard, is pretty hard, too. I mean, yeah. in the NL, no one, Devin Williams, we could have guessed a thousand people before we got it. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Like, I don't know. I wouldn't have even picked Jake Cronenworth. Or, yeah, I, I was about to say. Oh, yeah. Cronenworth, yeah. too. I didn't know who he was. And then who, is, who is the third place guy? Bob. Oh, yeah. Bomb. So, <laughs> Jack. Phillies. I got without bomb. Chase had Dustin May, who was got a few votes, I think. Zach had Nico Horner, who did not. Sucked. Did not pan out. And I had Carter Keyboom, who had Oh, my God. I, I Well, I picked him, and then I didn't yep. want to have the same as you, I remember. So, I picked I did bomb. the same thing, too. <laughs> Three of us had Keyboom, but we changed why. it. <laughs> he looked so good. Yeah. <laughs> anyway turned out to be wrong anyway then finally we did we had a couple propositions um just kind of fun things fun predictions about the year um we asked if there's going to be a game canceled due to covid and there were only two that last double header between the cardinals and tigers was the only the only two games canceled and there was a it was very close actually to uh, being played, but uh, the Cardinals had already locked up their playoff spot, so they didn't feel the need to play it. So all of us but Zach were correct in that game. Yep. Just to explain my, you know, thoughts, I think it was pretty obvious. We all, I mean, I even said, yes, there would be a game canceled originally, and I just wanted to be a little contrarian and say no. And I was pretty close. Like, they played every game. I think you guys and me included thought maybe they wouldn't finish the season and it would they cancel the world series cancel the rest of the season at some point but like they got it done which is really surprising yeah great next one we asked was most wins for a team just the number that i think we were all probably guessing the dodgers and there were some high guesses i only said 42 and the answer is 43 you guys were thinking teams are going to win at like 80% of their games, which is probably a little excessive. Yeah. I don't know. I had 51 games. Yeah. One and 60, which was, yeah. I just like, I think the reason I like, I wanted to go in the fifties, like 51 is a good guess. Cause I wanted to like, think about a season, like the warriors, the 
the Warriors, where it was like seventy three yeah. and nine, and seeing a single right. digit number in the loss column. I thought wasn't was it, uh, like possible, so we thought about that. Yeah, Go ahead, yeah it, I was saying, um, in twenty, what was like the Red Sox record in twenty? What was it twenty eight? They had when they went to the World Series. One hundred eight, and that's exactly two left. So that would be like going forty and twenty. 108 and 40. 54. What's the equivalent to 116, which is the record? Uh, 116 would be uh, winning 43 games. So, so yeah. Pretty much. Right on par. So the 06 Cubs did it in fewer than 162, though. So, right. that, I mean, the best win percentage. Um. It is surprising that in this really weird year where everyone thought there would be just a weird World Series champion and just an odd season, like the best team won it. Yeah. Um, next one we had was the highest batting average. Um, Chase was almost spot on. He had 366. Answer was 364 for DJ LeMayhew. Um, none of us thought there'd be a 400 hitter. I remember at the start of the year, there was a lot of talk. Oh, someone's definitely going to hit 400. Is it going to like count? Um, and right. LeMahieu wasn't even that close. I remember there was a, about halfway through the year, Tim Anderson was sitting at like 396. And well, Charlie Blackman was at literally 500 after like, I think it was three or three weeks, probably. Two weeks, I think. Two weeks. Wasn't that long, but yeah. Yeah. But it, it looked like he was going to stay that way, and it did not. He was below 400 easily. Yeah. And next one, Chase again, almost spot on. With oh, my gosh. For a qualified pitcher. Answer was 1.63 for Shane Bieber, and Chase had 1.6. Oh, that was so, very close. I mean, he couldn't. Chase was not very good at picking the playoff teams, but it is a. Uh, he is Pitching cheering. Were quite good. He is cheering because those are his only pretty correct <laughs> answers. <laughs> I celebrate. Dodgers twice and this. And then finally, the most home runs. We were all pretty much around 22, which was the correct answer. Jack nailed it. Voight hitting 22 home runs in 60 games. Um, yeah, not all that. Uh, that one wasn't all that difficult. I mean, we thought no one's going to hit more than 24, 25, obviously. I, mm-hmm. I have a question. Can we go back to the lowest ERA for a quick second? Yes. Um, scroll up. I want to see the names again. Who who had 0.99? Who was, who was that? That Zach? was me. Zach, who did you think would do that? Just curious. I didn't you have Darvish, a particular obviously. person in mind. Yeah, I guess you'd Darvish or someone. I just thought you know, someone was going to do it, but that also, that's only counting starting pitchers, I believe. So there yeah. were a few relievers that didn't. Yeah. Like Devin Williams, point three three. Yeah. So absurd. Gave up one run this year. By the yeah. way, can we talk about my guy, Ryan Tapera getting an MVP vote here? Let's finish. Let's finish. Yeah, finish okay. this. That was our last one. We had a tiebreaker. Um, which we didn't end up needing to use of what Edwin Arroyo of the Chicago Dogs batting average would be. He turned in a 300 season. Um, so Jack and Zach were both 12 points away. Uh, Jack with 288, Zach with 312. 
but uh, we didn't end up needing tiebreaker as Jack got 11 correct answers, either being correct or being the closest. Chase had nine, actually. Uh, Zach had seven and I had eight. So Jack, like that. Neither, none of us really did that well over yeah. more than 20 questions. The best score was 11, but Jack. I'd like to see how this goes over a full season next time. You know, I win fantasy baseball and I win this. Just stop playing with me. You're so good, Jack. So I want to talk about, you know, MVP vote getter. My new favorite reliever, maybe Ryan Tapera got an MVP vote. A writer accidentally voted for him trying to click Trey Turner. I think it's hilarious. And, you know, it's going to be in the history books that Ryan Tapera finished 18th in mvp 2020 yeah like that's an amazing story it's so Why funny they feel the need to provide baseball Every... drop down list instead of just letting them type the names in yeah. i have no clue if you can't name 10 players and <laughs> you shouldn't have an mvp vote so <laughs> well i think yeah. in past years it's been a written ballot but now, due to COVID nineteen, I think it's like a Google form or something. Let them so, put a text box. Let them seriously name it. Crazy that like I that was never Taylor's name. Like was every single player that got like was seriously yeah should have been Kanye. It makes me funny. It makes me happy that there could have been like Ryan Tapera is really funny because he's so random. Yeah. <laughs> But like, what is the most random there could have been? I'm trying to. I think, think like, next to like if Jimmy like Yak a bonus got an MVP vote one. Yeah. <laughs> well, there were other T names that were Francisco. Yeah. What if Francisco got a vote? Sicko mode. Um, Cisco mode. Where, I where mean, but we... Ryan Tapera, I would validate that vote. I mean, I watched him. He had a great stretch where he had like, you know, a lot of strikeouts over 14 innings, and then he got really bad, but. Where do we think Chancisco's career is going to go from here? Backup catcher for the Cubs next year. I'm not even kidding. <laughs> is that what you think? Contreras is getting traded. Caratini is going to be the starter. And yes. We'll talk or about he's going to take Michael Perez's spot. What happened to Josh Fegley? Wasn't he on the Cubs for a little bit? He had, yeah, he was. How many on hits the this Cubs? year? Zero? <laughs> Maybe he had one. Um, what happened to him? He, he got really optioned to the alternate site at some point. He was just the third catcher. Jose Martinez, though, for the Cubs, Cubs traded for him, and he started his Cubs career, I believe, was it 0 for 19? I don't think he got a hit. 0 for 22? He didn't get a single hit, Yeah, but he got optioned. The Cubs' record of um, like most at-bats without a hit to start their Cubs' career was John Lester, 0 for 18, and Jose Martinez started 0 for 22. But I think the all-time record, he didn't get enough at-bats to break the all-time record. What is the no, I forgot what it was. I think it was maybe 0 for 29 is my guess. I think it was it's around there. What? To start, yeah, I think, no, to start your time on the on a team or something uh, like that. Chris Bryant started off real bad as a cub. Yeah. He didn't get a, he didn't have a home run for like a month maybe or a few he, weeks. I know like he got a weeks. hit in the first series, but it was like a blooper anyway thank you all for tuning in this has been episode 18 of bases loaded and we will catch you all soon goodbye
Loaded bases, that's my motivation Feeling lucky, we should go to Vegas 2018, motor transportation Got me feeling over anxious like a home invasion My dough inflated and I'm more creative It's like a couple big deals, but it's no parade Just a couple, it's every generation I wasn't supposed to make it out with the code the matrix And when they get to speak, it's like a coded language Reminds that they strengthen all the stolen greatness We used to grab at the mobile station Full circle, mobile motivation My self-educated through negotiations Got these sharks that I'm sitting at this table with afraid to bait me No 10 on my Mercedes, that's for inspiration Two kilos on my neck like the 80s Boy, side slots and have no my demonstration Born and raised, y'all affiliated It's really greatness Riding round like I really made it Loaded bases, I'm going Willie Mays Yeah Listen to my ambition cause I'm on one Swinging for the fences for the home run Even further beyond into the universe But I've got to make it to first first It feels like every second's being stolen I risk it for every ticket we sold them You got the ball, I'ma take it home Sitting on my link and I start thinking mm-hmm. Ain't gon' make a hundred mil off in these streets More than likely I'm gon' end up in somebody's precinct Even worse, horse and cares run to church Laid off in the hearse, I dealt with it I ain't just out here for my health with it I weigh the risk and the reward to sink the scale tipping Let's all get on one accord and take the world Take the money, take the power and the girls with us Can't buy that bull that they sell They bring drug heads in jail Look all these ways they derailed that's why I respect me to the utmost when you see me, that's how I feel Cause I ain't feel, I seen it coming, did not tell Different lanes, same passion for the male Switch lanes, all black, two glass sellers B12 too fast, gone Listen to my ambition cause I'm on one Swinging for the fences for the home run Even further beyond into the universe But I've got to make it to first first It feels like every second's being stolen I'm gonna take it home. Bottom line, I'm gonna make it home.